Coming to you live from the second bedroom of Shane's apartment. This is the Shane and Scuba Steve podcast. It Welcome is, back to the show. Welcome back. It, it is a Wednesday. Sorry, we boxed that one. It is a <laughs> Wednesday. It's all right. It's a long. It's been a long Wednesday. Yes. It's been a long everything lately. As Counting Crows would say, it's been a long December. Yeah, but it's only August, which is the scary part. Hey, man. Just listen to the lyrics, bro. Long December, man. You know, cuts, I'm, cuts I'm deep. not a, a Counting Crows listen to the lyrics kind of guy. You're more like their general, like, vibe? Uh, no, um, it's not, I don't think I'm a Counting Crows guy. You know, if it comes on, sick. But if not, I don't know. All right. Okay. All right. Hey. Speaking okay. of that, though, I was at the barber shop today. Had to get right. Had to get my hair nice and trimmed down. And it's me and the barber. Which we're the only people in the shop when I get there. And there's music playing. It's like there's mm-hmm. so this. I love this barber shop because the first time I went in, they had a TV with sports, a TV with. They were playing like today. It was Arrow was on, but like the first time I was there it was like Prison Break or something. They just have like a they have a Netflix show going at all times on one screen. Sport like ESPN on the other screen, and then the music's always different. Mm-hmm. First time I was there, it was like pop rap music. Last time I was there, it was like not country, but it was like a little twangy. This time it was basically all just super sexy jazz. Ooh! And my barber just like stops at one point and goes, "Dude, this this fucking guy's incredible." I was like, "Yeah, is this a playlist? Like, what is this?" And he was like, "I don't know, but it's incredible." And I wanted to be like, "Well, can you find out?" Because like I need to like I need to find this playlist now. And is it lead singer of Counting Crows, Adam Dernst? It is not Adam Dernst. Uh, all right, that's fine. Okay, but I'm happy for you. I'm yeah, glad you got a nice barbershop. I, you know, it's it's you find I, like this is the like I was telling myself as I was like leaving. It's one of those things where I've now found multiple good barbershops, mm-hmm. but I've also had to change barber. Mm-hmm. So like, my first barbershop, I followed him to, like three different shops. Then he moved wow. to like the Carolinas. No warning. That's fine. Fucking got ghosted by my barber. Did he leave in the middle of the night? It was like early, like early. He had warned me. He's like, yeah, he's like me and my fiance want to move to what's it called? Like South Carolina. I was like, that's dope. And then he never gave me a timeline. So I had to find out like digging for him on Instagram. Anyway, find it. I found him. But I mean, I'm not going to fly down, fly back same day just for like a trim. Road trip. (laughs) I found your new barbershop just because I needed a haircut. I got a lot of points on Uber, got a free ride, so I said, fuck it. But now I have this new barber. He's great. That's good. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, good barber. But welcome back to the show. If you're listening to the Shane and Scuba Steve show on wherever you listen to podcasts. We're back for another week. Yes, indeed. And do you want to say what our drink of the week is this week? What do you got uh, rocking for your fridge find? So I've got a, a new thing that I found. Found it over the weekend. It's called Smooth. Can you spell that? Yeah, I am going to spell that. It's S-M-O-O-T-H-G-A. Mm-hmm. It's a new type of seltzer. Okay. But it's a hard seltzer smoothie. Okay. So okay. S-M-O-O-J, you can find it at liquor stores. Mm-hmm. Um, basically it's a hard seltzer and then there's a bunch of real fruit blended in and so basically I'm sipping the pina colada one right now it's thick with like six C's a Q and like four Brazilian butt lifts do you like pina coladas? 
I love pina coladas. Oh, okay. I like pina coladas more uh, cosmopolitan friend, the painkiller. Do you like getting more. caught in the rain? Yeah. Do you like long walks on the beach? That's not part of the song, is it? Do you like walks in the rain? It's Yeah, I like walks yeah, in the rain. Dude, you're shooting. Uh, I don't know. And making love in the dunes. Of the Cape. Yep, exactly. Yeah, there we go. It's back. So this is, it's interesting. Um, I will say, very tasty. I actually am debating. I have a, a second one in the fridge, debating when I crack that one open this weekend, just dropping a rum floater in. Mm-hmm. Just a nice little depth charge of like darker black rum. Yeah. So I'm going to get it going. Okay, okay. Yeah. I like it. I can get behind it. It's tasty. I will say the one downside is, so seltzers are all sold as like, hey, we're like 90 calories, 110 calories. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at the back of the can on this one, it's like 250. Oh, uh, a lot of fruit. Dang. A lot of fruit. See, for a second, I thought you were say it was in the communism. And at least I can accept the calories if it's not for communism. Uh, no. No. So, yeah, dude, the smoothie seltzer situation, I don't think it's going to be a big market. Although the internet is currently telling me otherwise. What do you think is going to be a bigger market? Uh, the smoothie seltzer or Dippa Dots? Which one do you think will get us, uh, make it big this uh, holiday season? This holiday season, probably the, the, the smoothie seltzer, given how hot it is. Okay. Um, right. Dippin' Dots, too. If I could buy Dippin' Dots at my grocery store, I would. But I what? can't. Oh, I was going to tell you, you can't. I'm like, buy it now. I'm coming over. I can get Dunkaroos. That's for damn straight. That's whatever. Not, not Dunkaroos Dots. Guy? No, I mean, they're just not Dippin' Dots. No, they're 100% not Dippin' Dots. We can't even get Dippin' Dots at home? I don't know. Maybe. I could, I could figure something. I don't know. I'm an intelligent intelligent man oh i'm not insulting your intelligence um <laughs> let's see different knots at home so you can ship them <gasps> ship them Ugh. but they're stored with dry ice so you literally have to mm. buy your dipping dots and then get dry ice because what? it has to be at negative 40 degrees fahrenheit could i get like a, an ice tray situation where i put melted ice cream in the ice tray that's just tiny dots and then like i leave it overnight and then crack them out yeah, I'm thinking. I, I don't think so. <sighs> All right, I'll look into that. I'll look into interesting ice trays. So, can I buy different dots online? Let's find out. <laughs> okay, so you can buy. Okay, so I got to find a local franchise. This How do you fun. dispose dry ice? You Ooh. just let it go. So I got so <laughs> let it go like a bird. No, you, so basically, so I got last year for my birthday. Um, so my family sent me steaks from like an online one of the like like Harry David Butcher whatever situation mm. that is, and basically what you have to Tom, do Dick is Tom Dick and like, Jane's Brewery Butcher Shop, but yeah, <laughs> I open the package, cut open, cut open the box, cut open, then it's a, a styrofoam cooler on the inside, mm-hmm. and literally I opened it and it was like a kiss show, like all of a sudden there was just white fog everywhere, and I was like, I hope a little Gene Simmons comes out to to rock out with me right now, yeah. But then basically it was just in a bag and it's frozen. I think dry ice is frozen CO2. And basically you just put it near a window and let it come to room temperature. And it, it literally evaporates. Damn. It's, it's, it's quite cool. It's quite chill. But um, it burns you if you touch. Yeah, definitely do not touch it. Mm-hmm. Although, I, like I, I have an of glove. So I was using an of glove <laughs> to move it around. And even that, I was like, this feels really sketchy. <laughs> But yeah, my first experience with dry ice was steaks. Did you check in advance that the up glove would be fine? No. Nah. I just assume because it stops heat, it'll stop cold. 
hey, it worked. I still have both hands and all 12 of my toes. So. I don't know. All right. We'll see. Long term, you don't know what the ramifications of that might be. Oh, no. Not at all. If my hands turn any shade of, like, blue or, like, a light green, we mm-hmm. have a problem. Yeah. But what are you drinking? Uh, I'm having a road trip, a New England IPA. That's road uh, RH okay. uh, from Newport Craft. Ooh, yeah. it sounds delicious. It is. It is very nice, and it's a lovely can. So That's uh, the important part. Of course. I'm thinking, you know, I might save this can. Might get it bronzed. Really? Um, yeah, though that'll take away some of the value of the can. But, you know, it's yeah, more sentimental. That nickel value on a can is, you know, super hard to come by. It, it, whew, let me tell you. It, it costs six bits for this can. Six bits? Six bits. Yeah. Huh. Did not know we were, we were working in bits these days. Hey, I mean, it's a value, so got to keep it keep it afloat, if you know what I mean. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. We, yeah. Can, we can keep bits afloat, but that's a great drink of the week. Actually, you know what I've been seeing? You said road, and that reminded me of, like, all the – there's a lot of fall beers mm-hmm. coming out. And they're already in stores, and it's, like, mid-August. Like, I've been seeing Shipyard Pumpkinhead, like, fresh cases – we already have Oktoberfest at work. Really? Yeah. On tap. Yeah. Ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's awesome. It's that time of year. Don't you just love it? Uh, gonna have sugar rim drinks for everybody. Yeah, and, dude. And... Uh, you gotta get like a slutty pumpkin going, which I can't remember if it's a shipyard with a fireball in it or something mm-hmm. else. Pumpkin spice cream liqueur. You never know. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, yeah, you keep that bottle behind the counter, buddy. <laughs> you guys want to do a shot? <laughs> All right. So we have two trailers of the week this week. Yes. Uh, the first trailer of the week is rather interesting. It is for Star Wars colon Visions. Yes. Uh, coming out on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, an animated anthology series that basically depicts Star Wars in various types of anime. Like yes. Japanese anime. Very interesting trailer. Not much narrative here, so I don't think we need to like focus too long on that. No. This reminds me of something uh, very similar uh, from DC a few years back. Batman um, Gotham Knights, which was six, six different studios did six different Batman stories in different yep. styles, but none of them connected. I'm think, thinking this is going to be very similar where none of these stories connect, unlike something we'll talk about later, uh, Marvel's What If, which might connect or whatnot. But yeah, this trailer, you're not getting a lot of story beats, but just a more of a feeling. And this is very interesting. This got me excited. I didn't know about this ahead of time. You, you're excited for this. Yeah, I, I can see a lot of people not being down for this uh, because there's a lot of different art styles you're seeing in this and just different ways of interpreting the stories of Star Wars because this seems to have nothing to do with like anything we've seen before. Um, but yeah, I saw this. I was like, "Ooh, I did, I did, I did the little claps." Okay. Yeah. I'm a. You hate it? No, I don't hate it. I'm not an anime guy whatsoever. You know, you know Naruto. No, I'm not. I'm Dragon not. Ball. No. One Piece. I, no, I've I've seen things about it, but I don't know what I don't Death know what Note. No. Nope. Yu Yu Hakusa. Nope. Yu Gi Oh. When we were kids. Trigun? No. 
Uh, Big O. You are just listing names now. Gundam. No. Similar one to Gundam, but it's like animal. They like have beasts. Was it Zoids? I think it was Zoids. Zoids. I had I had Zoids the toy, and I definitely watched it briefly. Oh, what was it? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, microbots? No, it wasn't microbots, but it was uh, something bo- something bots. Micro machines? No, it wasn't micro machines. I know about micro machines. Okay, so you're not a fan of Star Wars Visions? Got it. I, I'm. I just don't know what I'm gonna like from it or take from it. I'm not an anime guy, and I mean, like, it looked visually great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is gonna dub one of the. Uh, one of the episodes, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's going to dub another episode. There's some good Bobby Moynihan's in another episode with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. There is, I don't think, any overlap. There's, like, a cast list for each episode. I don't think there's any overlap between right now from what I can see. Mm-hmm. So I think this is pure anthology, as we said earlier. Uh, David Harbour is going to be in one. <gasps> David Harbour. Yeah. He's my favorite. George Takei. <gasps> He's my favorite. I know. See, look at this. We're doing great. Lucy Liu. <gasps> There's a lot of people. She's in my this. favorite. Allison Brie. <gasps> She's my favorite. So, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm actually, I was thinking about this earlier. I'm not going to give it a rating. Because one, I don't feel like there's enough in this trailer to really rate anything. Except for the fact there's mm-hmm. nine different anime styles. And they're all pretty different to me. Um... I'm sorry, Scuba. It's seven styles, nine episodes. <laughs> I guess someone's not ready for the pod races on Tatooine. <laughs> All right, neckbeard, calm down. I need fucking, my inhale. <laughs> it's fucking Star Wars anime. Um, yeah. The greatest thing ever. It's back has to it its been, roots, bro. Has it been done before? No, this is like the first like official uh, thing. So that's why I'm kind of this. I don't know if in the by the end I'll enjoy this, but I'm the trailer got me like, ooh, this is interesting because I I think it's just gonna be finally something so far away from everything else we've seen with Star Wars that like that'll be the nice breath of fresh air for it. Yep, so I agree. I also yeah. No, please, well, you're also no, no, not much else beyond that. Okay. Um, do you do you want to rate this at all, or do you agree that we should hold off? No, I'll give it a, a quick little. Uh, you know, I'll give it a maybe uh, six out of nine uh, movies in a a, tri- a trio of trilogies. Okay, six out of nine. I hear you. Yeah. All right. What about a thousand point scale? Well, this was just a, a special little like. Okay, so you're giving us a special rating. Because, you know, there's like, you know, there's nine Star Wars movies. And, you know, like, I'm giving it like a six out of those nine. So it's like, you know, hey, like a little something. And you were uh, like also rating. So it's like, oh, this is just like a little, like a one-off, like a rating that doesn't count. You know, for our accountant who keeps track of these at the end of the our fiscal year to keep yep. track of our ratings. All right, so this, we're, this is a, uh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right, our second show of the week is another Disney Animated Pictures property uh, brand new, coming out in late November 2021 in Kanto, mm-hmm. which is directed by uh, Byron Howard and Jared Bush, produced by Clark Spencer, with the music by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Who? Lin-Manuel Miranda. Who? We're not doing this one. I can't hear you. 
So this is take place in a uh, a fantasy version of Columbia. Mm-hmm. Um, a little brief synopsis here is that everyone in this village um, gets a like a magical or for the most part every almost every child in this village gets a magical power mm-hmm. but like one kid per house does not i don't and, know if it's one kid per house i just know our main character just doesn't yeah yeah i might be looking too far into the, the one per house thing and uh or i'm reading something i'm reading the, the synopsis wrong anyway our main character mirabelle does not get powers no and that's essentially all we know at this point yeah I will say the story, I feel, is going to be pretty predictable of, oh, you don't have powers, but you, you're still great. You're still special, even though everyone else keeps saying she's not, not special. But I think just where the story is set and also like the visuals of this movie, I think that's what's going to make it stand above just that simple story. This movie looks visually amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, really excited for that, honestly. Use it. Give me an adjective with uh, at least two syllables of how good this uh, movie looks, or describing how this movie looks. It looks. Uh... Ooh, shit! Because I already said one one of those. <laughs> it's auditorily astounding. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Because the Lin Manuel Miranda music, obviously. That is true. Yeah, well, you put that on any trailer, and I'll watch it. Well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, he's a string of successes, except or for... Or I'll just listen to it. Maybe I won't watch it. Maybe I'll go to the theater and cover my eyes and be like, you're no. Just, lie on your couch with a, with a sleep mask on and listen to it? Mm-hmm. Well, I know. I don't want to fall. I would fall asleep if I put the mask on. So I don't want to disrespect the people that... The hard animators that worked on this movie? No. True. I'll give them the decency of not watching, but staying awake during their movie. True. They also... Um, this is not coming out on Disney+. Plus. It's only being released in theaters, which is the first... Disney animated movie to come out only in theaters since COVID. I believe the last one being Onward. Yes, it was them. also in theaters and then quickly went to, like, I think because it was, like, within a four-week span. Like, yeah. it premiered. Everything shut down. It was then released. Man, I remember watching it home. Yep. That was one of, we did a movie of the week on that one. Wow. One of our, one of our first COVID episodes. Wow. Watching Onward. Yeah, um, though, who knows? Maybe we'll watch it on Disney+. Plus. Um, uh, yeah, you never know. We don't. Uh, always fun. But this does look like a fun movie. And, you know, you hear, you hear Lynn's name, and I go, oh, p- yes, please, sign me up. That's Again, all. I'm so glad you're on first-name basis with these people. You know, hey, well, he's just a very cash guy. He doesn't even like to hear the whole word casual. Just cash? Just cash. Yeah, he seems like when the the season or the most recent season of Curb Your Enthusiasm with him as like a recurring guest is mm-hmm. hysterical. Oh, of course, because he's such a great cash guy. Super cash. Mm-hmm. Some say too cash. I once saw a bar fight and he was right next to it. Didn't even flinch. Ugh. Really? That, yeah. That that takes promise right there. I know. That's why he was on Broadway. So those guys can win any fight. All, great cast, uh, Stephanie Beatriz mm-hmm. from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes, which did you watch the premiere? I have not. Okay, we can talk about that at a later time. Brooklyn Nine Nine was one of my quarantine lunchtime shows, mm-hmm. so I do I should probably close the loop on it, but I just didn't get back into it recently. Hey, hey bro, yeah, don't even don't even worry about it. Okay, take that that weight off your back. Okay, relax. 
there I I didn't have weight on my back. Good. You, you already put it in your past. I'm glad to hear that. I did because I'm rewatching, as we all know, the West Wing again. Of course. Yep. <sighs> Just a great show. So Wilmer Valderrama is also in the cast. Um, Diane Guerrero, Guerrero from Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Great cast. Yeah. This looks very good. See, another another animated music movie we're excited for. It's uh, very promising. Top tier. Top tier? I'll give it top tier, but I think also right now we've been blessed with like a a tidal wave of Disney animated movies recently. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we're going to start tiering them at some point. Yeah, we'll need an S tier, an A tier, all the way down to a maybe even an X tier. An S tier? An X. A xylophone. Xylophone. Okay, you start with S though, so I'm just checking on S. Sorry, bro. Hey, I'm just checking. It's okay. Although we really haven't gotten that many. I might have to take that back. But we're going to encompass every animated Disney film. Yeah, but even still, the last one that came out was Ryan the Last Dragon in 2021, in March. Mm-hmm. And then Frozen 2 in 2019. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the last one was Treasure Planet. Everyone knows that. Yeah, the ever-beloved Treasure Planet. Yeah. Ever, yep. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, bro. Did he voice the guy in Treasure Planet? Yeah, he's the he's the lead. Oh goodness! Yeah, you didn't know that. I've never watched Treasure Planet. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I've never watched it. Why would I ever watch Treasure Planet? You need to watch Treasure Planet. Why? Treasure Planet is oh, you. I can't believe you really should watch Treasure Planet. I can't believe you haven't watched Treasure Planet. I'm thinking I'll probably watch Treasure Planet now, but uh, is it better than like Atlantis? Are you talking shit about Atlantis? No, I love Atlantis. That's what I'm it's saying. Just, it's just as good as Atlantis, if you ask me. Okay. Because it's pirates in space, but like they keep pirate ships. And I know that sounds stupid, but it's just like, okay, cool. Steampunk's stupid, but people like that. Um, oh my god, you haven't watched Treasure Planet? Uh, okay, and this might sound stupid, but there's Goo Goo, Goo, Goo Dolls music in it, but it actually kind of works. You're telling me it works. They, like, they have like two Goo Goo Dolls. Actually, I'm doing I'm doing the back end research now, and it was Pixar that was super productive in the last twelve months because it was Onward, Soul, and then Luca. I'm semi not addressing the Google Dolls incident with Treasure Planet. Like, how many times a year do you watch Treasure Planet? I could easily say once a year for sure. Hundred percent could put down once a year. If someone could ever. If someone at Disney Corporate could give us the action number, it would say once a year. Okay. For sure. Easily. I can bump it up to three. I think I could say three times, but probably so, the th- third time is more just like, I want to watch this scene, this scene, and then double back to that other scene that I forgot real quick, but it's really just one line. Interesting. Okay. Oh my God, you haven't watched Treasure Planet. No, I haven't watched Treasure Planet. I'm like, actually, like, I can't believe you. Oh my God. Never came up. It's the reason I've always wanted that haircut. Seriously? No. <laughs> I'm just checking. I feel like I feel it's necessary to ask the question. Uh, it, critical flop, by the way. Doesn't matter. Fuck or you. Box office flop. That's <laughs> I don't care about the money. There's a story to be told. <laughs> okay. The fucking the writers and the directors weren't like, I hope we make money on this. They were like, no, let's push the boundaries of 2D and computer animated uh, visuals. Okay, bro, you don't even fucking know. Who wrote this movie? Who wrote this movie? Um, just the guys that did uh, a little mer- movie called uh, The Little Mermaid. 
Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ron Clements and John Musker. Those two directed the movie, and they were like, oh, you, hey, we made a, The Little Mermaid, and that was a lot of fun. Oh, and, you know, we made Aladdin, and, like, you know, we made Hercules. Oh, can we do Treasure Planet? And Disney was like, I guess. Bro. <sighs> yeah, and they went on to do great things as well. Ron Clements went on to go for Princess... Well, Princess and the Frog is director and writer. Fucking right, director of Moana. He did, he did fine after Treasure Planet, kind of. Uh, I'd say he plateaued after Treasure Planet, if you ask me. If you look at his credits on Wikipedia, you might agree that he did plateau a little bit because he came, became a lot of credited as others. Oh, um, okay. Whoa, bro. Don't be talking shit about my boy. I'm okay? not, but like he hasn't really done anything. I mean, like he just became creative leadership. Yeah. That takes a, oh, that's a lot of meetings, bro. Bolt was a Disney movie. Yeah, you didn't know that? I kind of forgot about Come it, Come on, frankly. bro. John Travolta and Miley Cyrus and... White someone... dog with a black lightning bolt. Yeah, exactly. He's Bolt. He's a superpower dog. All right. Well, that's that. That's Encanto. It sounds great. It looks great to be the 60th film produced by Walt Disney Animation Studios because I can't stop shilling them today, apparently. Uh, it looks really good. Music by Lyndon Well... I might just hang it up for the night. Okay. Music by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. It's going to be good. We'll see it uh, late November. Yeah. I guess theoretically in theaters, if theaters exist by then. I mean, they'll still exist. Yeah, the it's, buildings. But yeah, it's if they're open. Haven't been converted to schools. <laughs> um, <laughs> I digress. Yeah. We moving on our rundown uh, here. We have the second episode of What If came out today. Yes, more Disney shilling. We do. Uh, I actually saw what I said briefly under uh, like I was thinking about it. Uh, about seventy five percent of our rundown is Disney based. Yeah, which now feels like the House of Mouse is going to come knocking to not pay us for anything as usual. No, but at least give us like a haphazard or half attempted pat on the back like good job like almost like they don't really even want to touch us it's like oh yeah they ha- but they have to like legally they're like okay we owe you this much like a five dollar <sighs> coupon off a ticket is what i feel like would happen but it's also like says you need to use it like this week yeah it expired yesterday actually so you're gonna have to like go negotiate a customer service like mm-hmm. make sure it still works yeah we digress mm-hmm do you want to lead the people into what if episode two? I would love to. So in the second episode, which I'll just say up front, I think is a, a step above the last episode. Uh, we have what if T'Challa became Star-Lord. And in this, as a small child, instead of uh, Yondu going himself to pick up Peter, he sends some Ravenger goons who pick up T'Challa by accident because of the Wakanda tech messing up their sensors. Um, and he becomes Star-Lord. Uh I'll just say, like I said up front, this is a great episode. A little bit better than what we saw before. Because I feel this is telling a far more drastic story than the first Guardians, even though it hits some of the same beats. Yep. But unlike uh, the last episode, Captain Carter, it's not telling the exact same story. Because these characters are far different than what they were in the original timeline. Um, What did you think of the first episode? Or not the first episode. uh, Our our second episode of T'Challa Becomes Star-Lord. I thought it was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really interesting. I think it was a great kind of character flip across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, T'Challa as Star Lord, uh, people are, like excited to see him. Yep, he's, he's like, actually a, a well, 
known outlaw. Yeah, like but like a Robin Hood figure that yep. you find out quickly. Um, they actually credit like Star Lord and the Ravagers with like turning Thanos normal, mm-hmm. and they like have intellectual debates about Thanos's plan to snap half the world. Yep. I thought it was great. I think it's a hysterical what if overall. The concept was really funny to me as well. Um, I think all the voice acting in this was incredible too because for the most part for this episode it was essentially everyone in the in the movies here. Yep. Uh, Benito Del Toro reprises his role as the Collector too which is awesome. Um, different role for the Collector. The Collector in the movie is like I don't know in this he's like a overtly jacked um thief like like well, the collector he is they say he's a kingpin but so he definitely feels more like that in this than mm-hmm. as opposed in the original timeline he's just that he's a collector he's i would say maybe imposing in the sense like his reputation but not his physical or his actual threat of violence because he doesn't seem like that type of guy but in this he's far more a warmonger type uh yep uh villain uh, like you said, great uh, performances across the board. Uh, this is he. We might be seeing him again in another episode. We don't know, but uh, this was technically Chadwick Boseman's last performance, uh, which is crazy, and he kills it in this. Um, yeah, it's in, it was really great. It was honestly a little weird to hear his voice again as Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Yep, but really quite well done. Yep. Uh, like you said, yeah, he changes the Ravagers. He, I like that he kept that moral code, and that the name. Because the idea of the name Star Lord came from Peter's mother, so it's interesting to see like how does T'Challa get that name? Oh, it's because of his good deeds, and he does all these things and helps people. Because um, he saves planets. Like that's exactly. the funniest part. Is like, oh yeah, we can save so many planets with this magical MacGuffin. Yep, with this root that just with a drop makes a plant grow everywhere. Though in the end of the episode, I thought the celestial head was gonna like come back to life. I thought that's what was gonna happen, but it was fine. That oh. was just plants. Okay. Um, but, yeah, this was definitely a far better episode than the previous, just because I would say the same, the pacing was very fast, but unlike the previous episode where I felt like it was racing to the finish line, this one felt like, no, we have a story we're trying to tell, like, we're moving because we have a lot to tell, but it fit a little bit better for the, its narrative. Yeah. Um, and also, I felt this has a lot of, like, Guardians vibes, like, the humor... Um, just it being kind of a heist story that works really well. Um, but yeah, it was great. Honestly, super well done. Very impressive. Um, it kind of, I, it means like I want to see more out of this, the show. I know it's like an anthology and we can debate if they're connected or not. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're connected, but that's just me. We'll see. Okay. I don't know. I was talking to uh, Kevin the other day, and uh, me and Kev, I said, hey, Kev, you hear Lynn's new music for uh, Encanto? And he said, yeah, I heard it. We, me and him were working on it the other day in the studio. But I said, hey, Kev, are these going to be connected, these what-if stories? And he said, eh, maybe. So, you know, that's right from the source, people. I'm so excited that you are also on first-name basis with Kevin Feige now. Of course, yeah. yeah. Just checking. Oh, man. Real close. We, sh- we shared... Uh, some some sushi a couple months back. Oh, okay. Yeah, did a couple you know salmon rolls and spicy tuna. Yeah, sushi would be great right now. Howard the Duck is back in this, mm-hmm. played by Seth Green. Yep. 
which always reminds me of an entourage Seth Green. It's fun to see Howard the Duck. They keep saying and like teasing him throughout this entire cinematic universe. I wonder if they're ever really going to do anything with him. Now with Disney Plus, I feel this is like kind of the perfect time to like do an animated show or do something with him. Like, yeah, turn him into a Disney Plus version of Clippy and have him pop up my screen randomly and walk around. Mm-hmm. There's a great run in the comics where it's like Howard the Duck just on Earth as like a PI. And like heroes are coming to him for like for him to do like side work for them. Like just like, okay. hey, I can't get to this. Can you like investigate this warehouse and like these people for me? And he just does that. It's like you could easily do a Disney Plus show that and whoever else has one and just have people pop in and do a 15 minute topped cameo where it's just like hey it's me daredevil while i'm chasing after bullseye can you check in on this uh dry cleaning business and he's like ah you you think i'm only good for i can't do an hour the duck impression no one can i was gonna do almost roger dangerfield like no respect Uh, that's not a good one i'm sorry it's all right. So, it's honestly, great episode overall. I think there's it's, it's a lot more hope in it. Yep. What was your favorite part of the episode? Hmm. Uh, maybe not favorite part, but standout for sure. I thought it was Thanos in this. Seeing, like, just a good guy voiced by Josh Brolin, too. Definitely helped. Yep. Um, but just, like, he still kind of believes in his plan. But, like, he has the sense to be like, no, I probably can do better. Like... Because they also never show him that there's the power stone um, inside that thing. I feel like it was almost like if you showed a shark blood, like if you showed him that, he'd be like, oh, no, never mind. I'm going to do this now, now that I have this right in front of me. Give me this thing right now. Yeah. Um, but he was probably my favorite standout character. Favorite part? Um, probably like the opening, just because, yeah, it was similar to that of the Guardians, but it kind of gave you all the notes you needed. I thought it was great. Okay. You? Uh, I really liked when they kind of described the whole plan coming together. That was all a trap. Mm-hmm. I also think it's funny that Nebula calls T'Challa Cha-Cha the entire time. Mm-hmm. Karen Gillian like reprises her voice, like reprises the voice of Nebula really well, given the the tone of this show. Yep. Question. Yes. So T'Challa finds the Wakanda ship in the collector's collection. Um, are those mannequins wearing? Dora Milaje armor? I don't know. Because that's... My first thought was, like... Those were, like, oh, like, people... The Wakandans had sent out to go find him, and they died, like, from the space travel. Because, you know, space is far bigger. Whatever. But then, like, you look at them, and they look like just mannequins. It's like, why did they just send out, like, mannequins with armor on them? Uh, I mean, that could just be, like, you know, like, it's a museum, right? I guess. Okay. But then that's saying the collector had Dora Milaje armor lying around and he's like, ooh, good. I can finally use this for something. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and tiptoeing maybe. over. Even you this think that's what he man. does? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, he does. He. Side note, the collector teases all these weapons he has. You see Captain America's shield. You see Thor's hammer. Uh, a Dark Elves knife. Uh, Hela's helmet, which... I thought it was interesting that it's the helmet that gives her all the blades. Yeah, him. that was an interesting, an interesting tidbit. Yeah, I thought like that was just Hella in general, like doing magic or whatnot. But I guess it's the helmet. Um, which honestly, when he put it on, I thought it was like he's gonna stab him with the helmet. But then when he did the knives, I was like, oh, I guess he's the god of death now. Um, yeah, I would have liked, I'll just say, a couple more, 
like Easter eggs in the can the cabinets because I feel like everything we did see we saw in Guardians originally. Like we see Cosmo the dog, we see a dark elf. Okay. I felt like I would have liked to see one or two more like, hey, oh look, that's there's Bruce Banner. Like yeah, he didn't go land on Sakar. He landed there or whatnot. But hey, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. I like I hear you, but it's kind of the thirty minute TV show. Like how many mm-hmm. how many Easter eggs can you work in? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Black Order works for the Collector. Uh, that was interesting. That was they... a cool shift, but they did say after Thanos like went normal, mm-hmm. that there was a power vacuum. Yeah, and they had to step in mm-hmm, for sure. So yeah, but, but far superior episode to the last. Yeah, a hundred percent agreed. What do you want to give this second episode of? I'm going to give it a 920 out of a thousand. The collector's armory mm-hmm. that he's just like, do you want? He's up in Captain America shield. He's got like all the things, like all mm-hmm. the fun things of being the collector. I thought that was great. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'll probably, I'll probably just match you with that 920 out of a thousand, but uh, of Peter Quill mopping up a Dairy Queen late at night. Yeah. That was an interesting segue for the episode. That's why I think all this stuff is going to kind of tie in. Because we see at the end of the first episode, Captain Carter gets sent to the present. We see uh, Star-Lord T'Challa go home. And we show Star-Lord or Peter Quill being greeted by his father, Ego. Which we know from that movie he's trying to take. I feel like maybe they won't, not every story will connect. But I feel a couple of these are going to like crisscross. Just because... It could. And like I said, I know. I know, but Kevin said maybe. Sure. He he didn't even have food in his mouth when he said that. He took the time to finish what he had been eating and said, and like wiped his mouth and went, maybe. So, okay. Okay. Hey, you interrupted him at whatever dinner he was at. That's fine. We, I did not, we were there together. And yes, at different tables, but we were there. We we were there together. We were both eating at the same time, so we we're yeah. having dinner together. Okay. So he, be it, Shane. So be I, it. I heard him order, and then across the restaurant, and then I said to my waiter, "And I'll have what he's having." And my waiter was like, "What are you? What are you talking about? What? Who, I, who I'm is just that? I'm just bringing you your water right now. I'm not even your server. I'm just the guy that brings like water and like I'm not a bus boy, but like I do kind of that. I'm no what." And I just sat there and went, mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that reminds me. So we were, I was at dinner last night mm-hmm. in the North End, and a couple people ordered steak. Yep. And so they, they bring our food out. We're waiting because, like, one dish, like, took a little longer. It's fine. So we all of our food. We're about to tuck into it. And someone comes running out of the back. Not running, but, like, fast walking. And he's got, like, a chef jacket on. He goes, is everything okay? And we were like, yeah, man. We just got our food. Like, everything's great. He goes, you guys need steak knives. And the guys were like, yeah, I mean, like, the butter knives are fine. Like, it's a, it's a steak. Like, it's cut really well. You don't have to, like, he's like, no, no, no. You need steak knives. And ran back, mm-hmm. like, yelling corner as he turned corners. And I was like, all right, like, we got the chef clearly needs to give us steak knives. And so, like, a couple minutes go by. And then, like, our waiter comes back with steak knives. He goes, oh, I'm so sorry about this. Like, you guys should have had steak knives, steak. And we were like, dude, it's, it's totally fine. No, it's not. Yeah, you, should had, you should have had steak knives before that. Maybe. That I hope that server was fired. No, and what the other thing that was interesting is we had a table of five, and gratuity was already included. 
Hmm. Which I felt was a little strange for a table of five. Also, I was going to say, I, don't, I thought Massachusetts doesn't allow that anymore. That you couldn't add gratuity automatically. But I could be mistaken. Maybe it's... For big... T- I've seen a senior for like eight or more. So that's yeah, well, six. I know. I was going to say five is... Maybe they were just like, oh, I gave an extra water. That's six people. Boom, gratuity. You should sue them. I've got your back. We set the table for six. Yeah. Great time. Other than that. We will but... bury them in litigations. So we have a series recap. No movie of the week this week. We're doing a series recap of Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon? Schmigadoon was an explanation mark. Uh, which came out July 16th. All, all six episodes are now on Apple TV. You can go watch those at your leisure. Uh, Mr. Caruso? Shane? I've only finished the first four episodes. I haven't finished all six. Oh. I was I was watching them all today, and they were I was having such a good time. But I just haven't finished all six. I just wanted to say that up front. That's a, that's all right. Well, should we? I still want to talk about it, but I just okay. wanted you to know up front, Mister Caruso. I'm sorry. I'll stay late after class and write my name on the board 200 times. We're not doing okay. All right. Um, so it's fucking distracting now. Uh, so the show is starring uh, Keegan Michael Key. Cecily Strong, uh, Fred Armisen, Dove Cameron, Jamie Camille, Christian Chenoweth. I like, I can go through the entire like extended cast. Mm-hmm. Alan Cumming, Ariana De- DeBose, Anne Harada, Jane K- Krakowski, mm-hmm. which I've started watching 30 Rock again. Uh, Martin Short's briefly in it. And Aaron Tveit plays like a actually important role. But Keep going now. Name all the, the background characters. No, I'm good. No. Um, uh, produced by Lauren Michaels. Yeah. Produced by Lauren Michaels. A musical show. Be prepared. So it is a, it is it, a musical show. Yes. It, and it, it's, a, yeah, it's a musical for sure. Uh, so the synopsis briefly uh, up front is this couple uh, who are struggling go on this hike and end up in the town of Schmigadoon, which is a musical every day, and learn... Uh, by the end of the first episode, uh, spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched this yet, uh, that until they find true love, they will be stuck in this musical town forever. 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 And I am loving the show. Uh, Like, I can't wait to be done with this podcast to finish it. Okay. Because I am, like, giggling throughout this thing. I love it. Because I love musicals. And, yeah, this is a musical. It's a musical in the pure sense of the word. Songs break in the first couple episodes. Songs like break out randomly, and it's kind of funny because Keegan Michael Keys and Cecily Strong's characters, like Cecily Strong's character Melissa, is like super into musicals, mm-hmm. and Keegan Michael Keys Josh is not into them whatsoever. Yep. So it's kind of funny in the beginning when like she's clapping and he's like, "Why are we? Why are we stuck here?" Yep. But. I, I'm a big fan of the show. I think so. You've only seen four episodes. We can't dive too crazy into it, but basically, the show then begins as a hunt for them figuring out what true love is mm-hmm. and all the pitfalls along the way. Yes, and exactly. also like Schmigadoon's like a bizarrely. Um, I'm not going to call it let's say Stepford Wives, but it's it's definitely uh, very traditional. Mm-hmm. And I think turn of the 20th century. Yeah, I'd say yeah mid. Maybe mid mid twentieth century, but like, not not like I don't want to go like stereotypical, stereotypical like southern town, but like, 
just conservative insular town. Yep. Well, with the two, uh, the because uh, in the fourth episode, I believe it was the fourth. Yeah, it's the multi-religious uh, bake sale, and it was Methodist and Presbyterian. That's yep. it. So yeah, uh, yeah, just really liking the show. Another fun thing about it is, yeah, our two main characters are from outside this music. Watching them a lot of the time in the background as other characters are interacting is great because they're just they're just there's no even though they kind of go along with where I'm at with the story, they start to kind of follow the rules. They're still aware of like, well, here are the rules I have to follow. Like it's just great. Um, And yeah, like if you don't like musicals, you're not going to like this show. Cause even though it is a comedy and there are flashes to the past, which are grounded in reality, it's still a, a musical through and through. It's like, I can see much like star Wars visions. It's like, I can see people not, being up for this being like "Mm -mm, nope yeah and that's that's really the i wasn't sold through the first episode it's a great show and i had to rewatch it just to remind myself of the like of the first episode before i watched the last two Mm -hmm. but it takes an episode to get used to the to the musical stuff for sure though i'll say i was happy once they got out of reality and into the musical world, just because I was like, oh, this, oh, this relationship uh, dialogue. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, please just start singing everything, everybody. That'll be easier for me to digest. They're only in the real world for like 12 minutes. Yes. And then you're, are you including flashbacks that they have at the beginning of every episode? No, I'm just saying like the first episode. They're only yes. in the real world for like 12 minutes. Yeah. And then, um, but yeah. I'm really, I'm enjoying it. I can't wait to finish the show. Uh, do you have a favorite character other than our two leads, uh, Melissa and uh, Josh? I like the mayor. Mm-hmm. Played by Al- Alan Cummings. Great in this. Aloysius Menlove. Mm-hmm. Menlove. Yep. Menlove. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm also a fan of, sorry, I pulled up his name, but Fred Armisen's character, the Reverend Howard Layton. Yep. Is, uh, he's a good, they're both, they're good characters all together, but. It works out well. I agree mm-hmm. ensemble cast overall, for sure. Because you definitely for have people musical that... too. Mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna say because you definitely have people from this who are from a musical background and others who are from comedy backgrounds. Just yep. so having the two together, they can play off of each other, and it works really well. Like you're, there's definitely some people who aren't so musical forward, but it works just in the sense like, oh, it's they're all just so good in this town of Schmigadoon. Down. And that's where I got the bits part from. Twelve and a half cents is a bit. Yeah, that's there. The, the you saw the auction episode. Yep. Um, how much is a bit? Twelve and a half cents. Why do you need a, a measurement unit for that? Two dollars. Everything I have. Forties. I know. I don't think it's the forties. I think it's like uh, you know, uh, uh, like you know, may, let's call it a, a nineteen. What year does Red Dead Redemption take place? Okay. Red Dead Redemption. Okay, hold on. Red Dead Redemption Two takes place. Hold on. Red Dead, the first one, following Red Harlow, takes place. In, hold on. Rockstar Games was founded in. Hold on. Yeah, keep going back and forth. I think it's like nineteen something. First, there was nothing. Then the sun. Okay, hold, I'll work forward. That'll be faster. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's yeah, just a really. It's great... a really great show. I wish you had finished it so we could we could go into into the latter stuff, mm-hmm. but great production value. 
Incredible Amazing. production value, really good stuff. Um, I'm hopeful for a second season. So as people watch this show, definitely watch it. Definitely take the time to watch it. But a second season has not been greenlit yet, which is a little weird for an Apple TV show, considering they greenlight most things so they have all the money in the world. But I also understand that it probably takes a lot of time to, to write a second season and then also write the music for a second season. Yes, because th- that's the other thing. Like, this is top. Like we said earlier, but like this is yeah top tier like musical numbers and like songwriting like this is great. Like, yeah, yeah. I gotta I gotta say, I'm what? wondering I'm wondering when the first like high school production of Schmigadoon will come out. Well, here's the thing: I I was seeing this, watching it as I'm watching it. I'm like, I could I would sit through like this in live on a theater production, like because it works really well. Each episode is essentially a chapter, and then the next chapter starts with a flashback which you could easily like watching this i'm like oh no i would i it probably won't take too long and eh, maybe actually because it's apple's rights and the people before you'd see a, maybe a high school yeah for sure <laughs> but they call it something different so they can get around life welcome to timbuktu ah oh, dang it that's a town no i, I think they, they could get the rights to do it but like it's yeah I'd watch this in a theater. This is like spam a lot in the in a sense. Oh, it's like, I was watch this in the theater. It's also what is it? Each episode's about thirty minutes at most. So like in actual screen runtime, it would probably be around two and a half hours with an intermission. Like yeah, yeah, that's like a perfect theater experience. Yeah, yeah. So you you me want to uh, produce it? Gee, like in the movie we, producers, we could produce it. We yeah, we could be the producers. Okay, you book a theater. I'll look at some people who can act and sing, uh, but separately. I'll ask them to do the part separately. I don't want them at the same okay. time. Um, Interesting. And then, you know, we'll just take it from there. I'm going to ask now before we get too deep into this, are you going to mm-hmm. cast yourself as Mildred Layton? <laughs> no, I think I'll cast myself as uh, the young brother of the teacher uh, who runs in every uh, school building and every whatnot to tell people what's going on. Oh, Carlson? Yeah, thank you, Carlson. I think I'll play him. Will you do his character accurate lisp? Oh, of course. Okay, just checking. <laughs> Dr. Skinner broke off the marriage. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do that for sure. And I'll wear the same exact uh, costume. Good, but sized for a child, right? Ex- so it's super short. The same exact costume. I'm glad, um, I'm yeah. glad to hear it. Um, sure, it's incredible. I'm, I, I think I, I might wait to rate it until Shane's on. We can always, re- like, we can always reopen the, reopen mm-hmm. the books next week on this one. Oh, good, good use of opening the books. Thank you. But great show. I recommend people watch it. Yes. Apple TV is also full of like tons of great shows right now. Name so, them all. Uh, for all mankind is really good. Central Park is okay. I'm not super into this season as it was last time. The morning show with Steve Carell, Jennifer Aniston, and Reese Witherspoon is coming back. Next C. month, or is it blind? C is coming back soon. Um, I might need to check that out because I saw an action scene really? from that show, and it definitely like fit the world that they're trying to tell. And I was just like, "Oh, that's intense." Are um, they all blind though? Like, Isn't yeah, every, like the bit. Well, exactly. So that's why the con- like watching the scene of like the combat, I was like, "That makes sense for like how they'd have to adapt and fight." And it was like also like bloody and gory, so I might have to. Uh, also, I started watching Mr. Corman, the new Joseph Gordon-Levitt show. You mentioned that last episode. I haven't had a chance to check that out yet. Maybe I should mm-hmm. just give up on the West Wing and start watching that. Well, first off, 
You'll never catch me alive, though. So <laughs> I was say, never give up on the West Wing. No, because they won't give up on you. Uh, but I recommend Mr. Corman. It it's a show that has a lot of cringe, but the cringe is because it's very based in reality, and you're just like, I know that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, uh, but also a lot of great like camera work and like long takes, so you get invested in the story. Really, and this is a lot of it is Joseph Gordon-Levitt himself like writing and directing. So I, I gotta give him props for it. Okay. Yeah. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. I have yeah. Ted, I've watched the newest episode mm-hmm. yet. It's a Christmas episode. So yes. Exciting for that. It's gonna pull in all my heartstrings and make me tear up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's the majority of our show this evening. Yes. I'll, I'll leave us before we go. Uh, apparently, Larry David and Alan Dershowitz are fighting on Martha's Vineyard, which <sighs> if you don't care about two very wealthy um, old white men yelling at each other in, in a grocery store, what do you care about right now? Uh, but that's a fun little New York Post type content for the folks at home. <sighs> Can't wait for the vid. Yeah, I hope there is one. Apparently, page six got it. Uh, verbatim because it was so loud and I can only imagine I, I actually have thought about this if Larry David yelled at me for something I don't think I could stop laughing yeah I can understand that unless it was like incredibly personal oh yeah if it were something like you idiot you backed into me then I'd be like I'm sorry like I can't like I'm sorry I ruined your car but like I can't take this seriously but if like, you were to be if I like something to crosswalk as he was driving to stop short and he was like mm-hmm. out the window I'd, I'd just stand there and laugh I, yep. I don't know what to do at that point and then I chase him down, like in T2, when the T1000 chases him down, and then turns his hands in the hooks and, like, hooks into the car. You, you remember that part? I saw this actually in the trailer for the next season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, okay. Just yeah. in case in case you were worried. So, that's our show, Shane. Do you want to tell people about your show? Yes. And where they can find us? I would love to tell them about a show within our show. Uh, but I will be at uh, the Rhode Island Comedy Connection on September 19th, at the Sunday. Uh get your tickets in advance. It'll be great to see you there. But you can find us, by the way, me and Scuba and the Shane and Scuba Steve Show in a boatload of places. On Instagram at at Shane and Scuba Steve Show. Online at www.theshaneandscubastevesshow.com. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And if you're there, uh, subscribe. Uh, give us five stars. Uh, give us a like. Uh, write a review. Um, c- call a close friend and let them know how you're doing. Um, yes, call all your friends. Cut your carbs down, drink more water, and get more rest. Excellent. That's our show. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. Later.